Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. What a special night tonight. Now, some of you are going to open gifts tonight. How many of you open gifts tonight? You guys get to open? Oh, small percentage, like 3%. How many of you, you have to open it tomorrow? You got to wait till tomorrow. Wait, that doesn't look right. <laughs> have some of you already opened your gifts? Who already opened their gifts or you know what you're having? And, it, and you've wrapped it. You know, it's, this is a weird Christmas. Like, forget the holiday, get the gifts. That's, but I think when we celebrate Christmas, you know, as a child and as an adult, there are two different things we celebrate. You know, as a child, you want to see how many presents you can get. Have you seen that thing on the news where the woman had, like, a ton of presents just almost covering a whole entire tree? And then people were kind of chiming in, putting it on Facebook and, and on Twitter, saying that, you know, she's spoiling her children. And she says, no, I'm not spoiling them. I'm working hard. And, you know, I want to give them what I never had. You know, all of these things. And it, Christmas can get lost in the gifts. But we still give gifts. Because God gave us the greatest gift. That's, that's what's so special about Christmas. It's different than any other holiday. Christmas is a time we celebrate a person and we get the gifts. Like it's not even our birthday. Have you ever gotten a birthday gift when it's not your birthday? Now, as children, when you go to a birthday party and they sing happy birthday, there's always that one child that cries because they thought it was their birthday and they thought they get the gifts, but they don't. It's not for them. Well, Christmas is for everyone. That God gave us the greatest gift of all and it's eternal life. Now, tonight, we actually are in a series that we've been calling Preparing, and God prepares us for things we know not of, yet are still to come. And tonight, we're just going to be talking about precious, prepared moments, because God sees everything from beginning to end, so before He does something in our lives, He actually prepares us for it. Now, some things we're not going to be prepared for. Some things are just going to pop up, and we're not going to be prepared for it. But some of the major things that take place in our life, God prepares us for. The question is, are we taking the time to receive those moments? Are we really taking the time to enjoy life and what life consists of? Well, hopefully through the story of Mary and Joseph and this Christmas story, we can all learn that those moments can pass us by. And before those moments pass us by, how we can enjoy each moment that is precious. God creates every single moment as precious. Sometimes we don't see it. Sometimes we don't know what's happening and, and we, we try our very best to make the season work or we try our, best, our very best to make the relationship work or the family to be strong. And, and sometimes it's tough because of the, the day and age we live in. But that's why God said, I'm going to give you a savior. He's not just going to be a, an event that takes place And then that's it. He says, no, this is going to be a personal relationship. Someone that would be in your life that knows everything about you, better than you know yourself, as well as will provide for you, will be there when you need someone, with someone you can vent with, and he understands. It's almost like God says, I want to be your best friend. Now, we all have a best friend Or we have someone who we can confide in. If you don't, you're not alone because God is always there. That's what what Emmanuel means when we sing that song, Emmanuel, or that word, Emmanuel. It means God with us. 
And God wants to be with you. And this Christmas, tonight, especially tonight, or if not already, there are going to be moments that will come and go, precious moments, but if we're not careful, we're going to miss those moments. And then tomorrow, tomorrow we're going to be very busy, we're going to be cooking, or maybe even tonight, and we'll be doing a lot of things, and then there will be moments that will come and go. I love the story of this um, father and son, and the father came to his son, and it was, it was the Christmas season, and and he came up to him, and his name was Darth Vader. And so he came up to his son, Luke Skywalker, and he said, Luke, I know what you're getting for Christmas. And Luke said, how, 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 how could you know that? I felt your presence. I'll let it sink in. There you go. See, the Star Wars fans are like, I got it right away. I'm a Jedi too. But see, the presence will come and go, but God's presence stays forever. You know, you and I, we've, we've grown up in, in different environments, and I think some of you are wondering, wait, what just happened? How come everyone's laughing? What? Tomorrow you'll get it. You and I have grown up in different environments, and sometimes when two different people come together in marriage, now you have a difference in how we're going to do what we call Christmas. Do we open them tonight? Do we open them tomorrow? Do we have to wait for everyone? What time do we open them up? Do all the kids have to be here? And you struggle with that. But don't miss the moments. When you came in, hopefully you were given a, a, a bulletin and in there are some notes. If you want to take some notes, we're going to take a look at three simple things that we can learn from this Christmas story in how we can enjoy each precious moment that God gives to us. And here's the first thing. Now, hopefully we can all catch this. It's just two simple words, and we're going to say it together right after. It's slow down. Slow down. Let's, let's just say this word together. Ready, go. Slow down. See, you even have to say it slow. You can't say slow down quick. You have to say it real slow. Try it again. Ready, go. Slow down. Yeah, some of you are looking at the person next to you because you know they're like fanatics. They've been going crazy in these past couple of days. In fact, when I was leaving the house, I was looking at the, the presents under the tree. And I got to say, Heidi, you, you did an amazing job with wrapping the gifts. I'm ama- I, I just wrapped one gift. One gift because we pull names and I, I wrapped the gift. I wrapped it. I was sweating wrapping this gift because it's kind of a big gift. And when I was done, I was thinking, Heidi wrapped a uh, a lot of gifts. And so I am just grateful. So I want to pass that on to some of you who have not wrapped presents, but the other person did. Can you just thank them for wrapping all of those gifts and going shopping? Yeah, can we just thank those guys? That's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. Yeah, and some of you will be like this Christmas morning. Your child is going to open the gift. You're going to be like, oh, that's awesome. Who gave you that? Well, it says from you and mom, dad. Yeah, so you got to be in tune with what you're getting for them. But we got to slow down. We cannot miss those moments. And the grandchildren, they're going to come up to you. They're going to be thankful. They're going to want to jump on your lap. They're going to want to open the gifts. And you got to say, wait, hang on. We're not there yet. But they want to be with you. It's like those moments that will come and go. It's it's. Those are moments that you can really never take back. But this Christmas, let us, let us just slow down. Mary and Joseph had the most important assignment for all of mankind. But it, it didn't come without preparation. See, when, when God 
When God sees something big for our future, he will always prepare us today. He doesn't leave it to chance. He says, no, I'm going to prepare you. And before God presents the assignment, he will always prepare the person. If you do have your Bibles, turn with me to Luke chapter 2. If not, I'll read the story. But Luke chapter 2 gives us the Christmas story. If you want to check it out later, or if someone asks you, what is Christmas all about? Take them to Luke chapter 2. So Luke chapter 2, I'll read from verses 1 through 16 so we can kind of get a backstory on, on what's taking place. Luke chapter 2, verse 1. And it says, And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. The census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy for everyone, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, which means strips of cloth, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was an angel, and with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. We just sang that tonight. Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the, that, the, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now, they've, they've been given an assignment, and they were to travel from the city of Nazareth to Bethlehem. It's about an 80-mile travel. That's kind of like from here to Kona. Kona is about 76 miles away if you go Saddle Road. And it takes about an hour and 40 minutes uh, getting over to Saddle Road with a car. Some of you, it takes an hour and a half, depending on, you know, your speed. Some of you, hour 10 minutes. But it does take time to get over that mountain with a car. Now, they were traveling by foot and donkey, so it wasn't like a, just an 80-mile trip. It was a normal person or a, an average you know, person who has some athletic ability can travel about 20 miles a day. So it would have taken them maybe four to five days if they're traveling in that kind of way, maybe three days if they're hurrying and, and uh, uh, cutting some uh, not eating or whatever it is or stopping. But it would, it would take time to get there. So as they're traveling, they too, knowing their assignment, had to somehow 
enjoy the moments that they were given. They, all, they, they both had to still find time to slow down in what God was doing in their lives. Instead of being so busy at the task, of hand, at, the task at hand, look at Luke chapter 2, verse 17. Now, when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying that was told them concerning this child. So the, the shepherds are, are seeing all of this. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. Now, here's, here's where I want us to learn. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. See, that word ponder means to bring together in one's mind or to confer with oneself. We do that all the time. You know when you're super busy and you're trying to remember everything, but there's a precious moment in front of you? You, you almost have to confer with yourself. You almost have to talk to yourself and say, okay, slow down. Take a breather. And we use this word, just relax. Just relax. Take a breather. Some of us have to do that with each other. Sometimes we just got to look at each other in the eyes and say, honey, take a breather. Just breathe. Yeah, but this is cooking. That's burning. This is not. You're supposed to grab sugar, not flour. How can we? Slow down. Take a breather. Or you're sitting in the car. Honey, hurry up. We're late. And then you beep the horn. Oh, man, that just sets everything off. It's, it's hard. It's a, it's a struggle. You're in the car. You're thinking, should I beep the horn or should I not? We're conferring to ourselves because we're thinking of the consequences afterwards. If I don't beep the horn, then she's not going to hurry up or he's not going to hurry up. But if I do beep the horn, then they're going to come in mad. So I don't want them mad in my car. So what do you do? You confer with yourself. And then you say, Lord, I'm trying to slow down. I am late, but so-and-so taking their time. Like, what do you do? See, when the Bible says to confer with yourself, really it's trying to enjoy the moment. It's trying, it, and it's hard. But you're trying to enjoy the moment because of what's happening. When we're in a frenzy, it's good to slow down. When there are many things piling on us, it's good to slow down. Now, it doesn't mean neglect. It just means to slow down. We only have 24 hours in a day. We can't expand that nor can we make it shorter. It'll always be 24 hours in a day. It's really our pace in the 24 hours that we're given. So what about Joseph? How did he deal with this? Mary pondered these things in her heart. Well, let's look at Joseph. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. His mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Now let's pause there for a moment. So the backstory to this is that the angel of the Lord comes to Mary and says, you will give birth to a son. He will be the Savior of all, and you will name him Jesus. And Mary says, how is this possible since I have not been with a man? He says, the Holy Spirit will, will, will cover you, and you will conceive, and you will have a child. So let's continue. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. So Joseph is thinking, wait a minute, people are not going to believe that the Holy Spirit overshadowed her and now she conceived by a supernatural birth. So I got to hide her because she was still yet a teenager, 15, 16 years old. So he's thinking, we're not married yet. This is not going to look good. So how, how do I handle this? 
And so he's thinking, okay, this is my plan. But while he thought about these things, as we continue in the scripture, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. See, but while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared. As he thought about these things, the angel of the Lord appeared. Listen very carefully. When we slow down to think, we hear God a lot clearer. We, we can't hear God on the rush. Have you ever tried talking to a child when they want to play? Have you tried giving instruction to a, a three-year-old that wants to play outside or, or a four-year-old that wants to play with the toy or a, a child that wants to go swimming in the pool and you keep saying, don't run, don't run, don't run. You're trying to talk to them. And then you can even go up into their face and look at their eyes and say, listen to daddy. And they're like this. Yes, what, what do you want? You can't be running at the pool. Okay, okay. And they're shaking because they, they're not even listening. That's why they keep running, because they're not listening. Why? Because they're distracted by the pool. They want to go to the pool. Now, you and I will have many distractions, and God says, just as you're thinking about such things, you're going to hear my voice. In the midst of chaos, God can speak. That's what happened when he created the world. The world was in chaos, and then God spoke, and there was light. It's like God brings order when we take time to think things through. We just slow down and we say, Lord, you speak to me. God is always speaking, but we're not always listening. And God says, this is what I want to bring you this Christmas. And I want you to slow down. Enjoy each moment. In fact, you can write that in your second point. Make the best of each moment. Because we're going to be busy. We're going we're gonna to do all kinds of things in the next 24 hours there's going to be rubbish to take. There's going to be uh, things to clean up, dishes to clean up. There's going to be people to cater to and, and families that are traveling, and you've got to take them to the airport. You've got to bring them home, and you've got to pack. And, and there's a lot of things that are going to take place, but it's like God saying, just don't miss the moments. Don't miss the moments. So yesterday, I'm preparing for today and uh, just about to do a quick workout just to get the blood pumping and my son, who's visiting us from the mainland, said, Dad, let's go play basketball. The guys want to play. And I'm like, oh, man, i got so much to do. And, so, and he's going to leave right after Christmas. So I was like, you know, I had to think about this. I said, okay, Lord, there's so much to do. And, and the Lord says, what's your second point tomorrow night? I'm like, ah, uh, make each moment count. Make the best of each moment. He said, then here's the moment. This is the moment. Yeah, but I got to do this. I got this to do. Right. You always have this and that. But are you going to enjoy each moment? Because your family is more important than what you're trying to prepare for. Now, work is, is important. Our jobs are important. But boy, when it comes to our family, it's a tough battle, isn't it? Because we want to provide for them, yet they want to spend time. So how do, we, how do we balance that out? Well, you just make the best of each 
moment. And sometimes our children are not asking for five hours. They're just asking for five minutes of complete, 100% attention. That's it. If you don't give them your attention, they will take it by force. They will. They'll jump on your back. I mean, grandpas and grandmas out there, our grandkids have no mercy on us when they approach us. They'll just run full speed, and blast us. We could be lying on the ground and they will jump on our heads and not realize that they're hurting Papa's neck. My grandchildren do that all the time. Sometimes I'm standing over here, one of them will run across the stage and jump in the hopes that I catch them. One time I miss, but that's okay. We sent them to the prayer room. They were fine. But they do that, and it's, it's just a short amount of time. It's like make the best of each moment. Make the best of each moment. It's not throw things out and, okay, family first. No, you make the best of each moment. It's like, Lord, how do I do this now? What needs to be done? And I'm telling you, the Lord will give you the wisdom required for it. And he'll balance it out for you and I. Luke chapter 2, verse 4 through 7. It says that Joseph went up from Galilee. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. While they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn." Now, what an unexpected turn of events in their travels. Now, you're, you're, you're going to your destination, and if you, like me, like things planned in advance, then it would be a terrible thing for you and I to plan a trip, get to the hotel, and they say, oh, sorry, no reservations. You're thinking, what do you mean, no reservations? Honey, do you, make, you didn't make any reservations? No, I thought you were making the reservations. I didn't make the Well, there's no place. Now, you, you've planned this trip for a long time. You get there, and there's no, there are no hotel rooms. I mean, what do you do? Well, we, I, I think what we normally would do is blame. Right? That's what we would do. We'd say, honey, I told you five months ago to book the trip and the hotel. No, you didn't say the hotel because you told me. You don't like staying at that hotel. Junk that hotel. I don't like the beds. So I just, I said, you do it. No, I remember. You know how I know I remember? Because I wouldn't be telling you if I did. Like, what kind of proof is that? <laughs> but we do. We go back and forth. And whose fault was it? And because something happened at the end of something you were planning. Now, with Mary and Joseph... They could have done that. They could have even blamed God. They could have said, God, really, you, you take us all this way, we get here, and there's not even a place for us to stay? This is your plan, not ours. But they didn't. And the amazing thing is that they, they didn't grumble and say, well, give us some type of room. We want room. We, you know, my wife is pregnant, and, and she's going to give birth soon, so we need a room. You know what they did? They slowed down, made the best of the moment and situation they were in. And because of that, they were able to think things clearly, think things clearly through and not turn on each other. Because it's in those moments that when we turn on each other, then why even celebrate this season? See, Jesus' birth reminds us that even though there may be chaos, we can still make the best 
of each moment. And they made the best of the moment and stayed the course of their assignment. See, you and I as a husband, God has given us an assignment. It's to be the best husband he made us to be. Not to compare with anyone else or, the, or, or people in a celebrity or people in the world. It's who is God making you to be as a husband? Because only he can make us into the husband he sees us to be. As, as a woman, maybe God is saying, I, I'm, I'm helping you to be the best wife you can be. And because of that, then now we turn to God and say, well, then make, make me into your image. Who, who do you see me to be? That you have an assignment as a wife. That's a great privilege. Now, you might be looking at your spouse and saying, I don't know about privilege, but yeah, I'm married. But it's a wonderful assignment that God gave to you. That he brings two people together to become one. Nothing else does that. It's the miracle of Christmas. That not only does God call us to be husbands and, and you as wives, but as children of God. Some of you are teenagers and boy, it's a tough time of year. Not for you, for your parents. It's a tough time of year because you're growing up. You want to become your own. You're, you're feeling more independent. I, I want to drive. I want to do all these things. And, and your parents are saying, yeah, you can do all these things. Yes, in time, we'll get there. Oh, why can't I drive? Well, with what car? Your car. Okay, but I, I need it for work. Oh, why you got to work? So you can get the car. See, it's, it's, it's that... It's that age bracket where we all learn through the seasons of life and God says every single person has an assignment but even in that assignment you got to make the best of every single moment that comes your way as a teenager a young adult married couple a single person you may be the healthiest person you may be going through a sickness God says I can still bring the best most precious moments in this season and I will prepare you for it because he sees everything from beginning to end. See, God never wastes a moment. And he says, just slow down, enjoy the moment. And the last thing is this, to build great memories. Build great memories. You know, memories, uh, memories will stay with us, whether it's good or bad. Sometimes we only remember the bad stuff. You know, it's, it's easier to remember the bad things and the hurt and the pain. And it's like God is saying, but I've given you such a great gift in my son. That's probably the best memory we can have. That at any given time, we, with whatever we will struggle with, that God would say, but don't forget my son. Don't forget that I, it, he is born unto you this day. It's a gift for you. God gave us his one and only son, and your name was on the tag that says two. Specifically for you. You don't get lost in the world of over six billion people. God sees you. He hears you. He recognizes you. He knows you by name. And he put a tag to prove it on your life that no one else has, and it's called your finger print he's that specific about you that he prepared for it precious life-changing moments 
See, we're, we're all going to have memories, so build great ones. Otherwise, we'll miss out on life. I love, this, I love this story about life, and I'll read it to you. So this is kind of the story of the meaning of life or, the, or what life consists of. So on the first day, God created the dog. God said, sit all day by the door of your, heart, of your house and bark at everyone who comes in or walks past. I will give you a lifespan of 20 years. Well, then the dog said, that's, that's too long to be barking. How about this? You give me 10 years, and I will give you back the other 10. So God agreed. On the second day, God created the monkey and said, entertain people. Do monkey tricks and make them laugh. I'll give you a 25-year span of life. The monkey said, monkey tricks for 20 years? I don't think so. Uh, how about this? The, do- the dog, you-, you gave back 10, so, so what, if- what if you give me back some too? And God says, okay. On the third day, God created the cow. You must go to the field with the farmer all day long and toil under the sun and have calves and give milk to support the farmer. I will give you a lifespan of 60 years. The cow said, that's, that's kind of a tough life. You want me to live for 60 years? Let me have 20, and I'll give back the other 40. And God agreed again. On the fourth day, God created man. And God said, eat, sleep, play, marry, and enjoy your life. I will give you 20 years. The man said, wait, what? Oh, only 20 years? I'll tell you what. I'll take my 20 and the 40 that the cow gave back and the 10 the monkey gave back and the 10 the dog gave back. That makes 80. Okay, God? And God says, you got a deal. So that's why the first 20 years we eat, sleep, play, and enjoy ourselves. The next 40 years we slave in the sun in support to our family. The next 10 years, we do monkey tricks to entertain the grandchildren. And the last 10 years, we sit on the front porch and bark at everyone that goes by. (laughs) Oh, man. Some of you are like, well, you know, I don't know. I got offended by now. See, our our whole life has has a meaning to it. And God is giving us this free gift and saying, you know, you're going to have memories, but you determine how good they are. Yeah, but what about the things that happened to me in my past? Oh, God can redeem. God never wastes pain. And it's never too late to enjoy your childhood. It doesn't matter what age we're at. Yeah, but at 7 years old, 10 years old, 15 years old, this happened. Right. But now you're here in this lifetime and in this season of life. And God says, I can redeem that, turn that around, and now build you up to a point where that may not have been a great memory. But what you can do is probably help people who are going through that right now. And you can build this as a great memory. Only God can do that. But we got to be the ones who say, Lord, I'm going to be a part of this memories, of the memories that you're building. Now, as grandparents, you know, I have three, so Christmas is a little weird because when you go to the, I mean, I, 
I don't know if you're like this as a grandparent, but when you see the things that your grandchildren want, it's, it's not too hard to think about, should I get that or not? It's really the price that matters. But we, like, we get things for our grandchildren. And in fact, we went to Costco the other week, and I'm just grabbing things. I'm like, oh, grab that, grab that. Oh, this would be good for so-and-so. Oh, the second child, he would love this one. Oh, we should get this. Well, if we get this for the big one, because he's six, he can pass it on to this one. And then this one is four, he can pass it on to this one who is two. So we like span the globe on that one, the generation. So we, we think things through until we get to the register. And they tell us the, the final amount. Like, wait, wow, how much did we spend? Like when you have children and just your, your children, you think things through. You're thinking, hey, I'm going to get this for, yeah, I'm going to get this for Jordan, my second child. This, yeah, this is really good. He's going to love this. 500 bucks? Maybe not that. <laughs> you go gift card, $10. Gift card, gift card. You know, we, we don't think when it comes to our grandchildren. Because it's, our grandchildren. And as grandparents, it's like we've come to a place in life that we want to build good memories. We want to build our family and we want to leave a legacy for our children and grandchildren. But we got to build those memories. In Luke chapter 2, verse 25, the Bible says, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms. This is Simeon now taking up Jesus in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace. According to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring salvation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. See, Mary and Joseph would always remember this memory, even when times were tough. They could always refer back to remembering what was spoken. You will remember what God speaks to you when you understand how much God loves you. So build great memories that we can marvel at for the future use. It requires us slowing down and making the best of each moment. But I know this, this Christmas will be different not because God is different. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. This Christmas will be different because you and I are learning even more what Christmas is all about. Take time to slow down. Just take a breather. Enjoy each moment. Make the best of each moment. And then watch what God does in building great memories. You're here with your children. Some of you are not. Maybe you're here with your family members or a friend. Maybe you're going to go to your, your party tonight or tomorrow and with family and you're going to struggle with, you know, that person. It's okay. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life.
That is the free gift that God gives to us all. Amen. Would you pray with me? Bow your heads for a moment. Lord, we're just, we're just grateful that we get to celebrate in this season your gift to us. And it's a life that is like no other. It's a, it's a free gift that you give to us. It's salvation. It's eternal life. But the problem is we live in a temporary world, and so we have yet to learn about eternity. But that's where our trust and our faith comes in. And so tonight, Lord, we want to pray this prayer on this Christmas Eve and celebrating your birth. And it's a prayer of salvation. Now, you might be here tonight and you're saying, I know Jesus Christ. And so to have salvation, I already have that. And then there are some of you who are here tonight and you're saying, I've never given my heart to Jesus Christ. I've never, I've never prayed a prayer of salvation. I don't even know what that means. Well, we're going to pray this prayer together. And now, although I'll be saying the words and you're going to repeat after me, you just add in your heart. Let's pray this prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. Forgive me of my sins and wash me clean. Make me into the person that you see me to be. I trust in you and I give you my life in exchange for yours. Thank you for this gift of eternal life. In Jesus' name I pray. With every head bowed and eyes closed, if you just said that prayer for the very first time, I want to say a prayer over you, and you can acknowledge that by just lifting a hand real briefly, and you're just acknowledging on the outside what you just said on the inside. And if that's you, would you just lift a hand and say, I said that, yeah, God sees your hand right here. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, God sees you, yeah, God sees your hand, he sees your heart, he heard your prayer right there, God sees you, God bless you, God's hand is on your life. God bless you. Anybody else? You're saying yes to Jesus. Okay? Back there, God sees your hand. He knows your name. He's writing your name on his tag, this gift that he's given to you. Yeah, you can put your hands down. Many of us, we're believers. We call ourselves Christians. And sometimes it's a tough life to live because there are expectations Sometimes in the media, it doesn't paint a good picture of Jesus or his followers. But Jesus said, you're it. I'm choosing you to represent me into this world. What greater privilege is there? We're called followers of Christ. There is no shame in that. And if you're here tonight and you're saying, Lord, I just, my gift to you this Christmas is to be more like you. I'm going to try. I'll stumble but we'll stumble together. And if that's you, would you just lift a hand and you're just saying to the Lord, that's me, Lord. I want to be a gift to you this Christmas season. Yeah, all of us, Lord. I raise my hand too, Lord. You can put your hands down. So Father, as we conclude tonight, we don't leave here with a, a great time. We leave here with the spirit of the living God. Thank you for including us in your birthday. In Jesus' name we pray. And we all said... Amen. Can we just congratulate those that said yes to Jesus tonight?